and welcome to the R. Jackson Home Podcast. This week I am joined by Sabrina Anderson. She's the Executive Director of the Boys and Girls Club here in Jackson. It's really the Madison County chapter though, right? It is, but we also have Haywood County in our midst. So it's a month, the name just keeps getting longer and longer. It keeps getting longer. Yes, sir. And we'll talk more about the Boys and Girls Club here shortly, but Sabrina, um, you... uh, are leading, a, I think, an important organization in our community, and I just want you to introduce yourself to people. Absolutely. I'm Sabrina Anderson. I'm the Executive Director for Boys and Girls Club of Jackson-Madison County, and I have been a part of the Boys and Girls Club movement for 17 years. So 17 years. How long have you been in Jackson? I've been here in Jackson for 14 years, mm-hmm. but I did that in two stints. Okay. Um, in 2003, I was hired to work here, and I stayed until June of 2005, and then I went to work at the Memphis Boys and Girls Club. Gotcha. So I was there for basically five years and came back to Jackson mm-hmm. in 2010. As the director. As the executive director again. Now, so that means you're not from Jackson originally. Mm-hmm. So where are you from? I am actually from a small place in Louisiana called DeRuder. And it's right above Lake Charles and close to Alexandria. Okay, which is where I was born. Awesome. Um, and I, Cajun Pawn Stars <laughs> yes. uh, is recorded there. I've never, I, I haven't been back to Alexandria um, since uh, I was, you know, left. And so, not that I'm aware of anyway. And uh, my wife and I were driving through Louisiana last year and I was like, oh, that's oh. where I was born because we saw a sign for it. So we still didn't stop, but... Um, Clearly, it had a huge impact on my life. But uh, and so and then so where'd you go to college? I went to LSU and I went to Northwestern. So I graduated from Northwestern twice with my bachelor's in psychology mm-hmm. for my undergrad and for my master's it's in education. So wait, Northwestern in Illinois, right? No, 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 no. Northwestern in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Oh, not the Northwestern. Not the Northwestern. <laughs> Northwestern I was going to say because ironically enough, I went from Louisiana, ended up in Illinois, yeah. which would have been a little too weird. <laughs> yeah, and, that would have been really uh, weird because I had been. I would. I did live in Chicago for a while when I was little. Oh, um, wow. So what? So what did you study? You said you said I studied psychology for my mm-hmm. undergrad, and then I did education for my master's. Gotcha. So did you do education for a while, or no? I actually been doing Boys and Girls Club ever since. Okay. So gotcha. um, when I was in um, at Northwestern, I started as an admissions recruiter, and then I left recruiting and I went to apartment management on the campus. Uh huh. Wait, there's a Boys and Girls Club. They have apartments. No, oh, Boys and Girls Club didn't have apartments. Gotcha. The, the, they have the campus. The campus mm-hmm. um, they had a company called Century Campus Housing Management that had apartments built on their campus. Gotcha. So that was a different venture, mm-hmm. and then I was able to work on my master's while I was doing that. Gotcha. And um, my mentor left the university, and she went to Boys and Girls Club, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I went to Boys and Girls Club to do one of my three internships. Mm -hmm. That was a lot. (laughs) Yeah. But um, she left and she said, Sabrina, I think that this would be a great opportunity for you to learn. And I did. Um, She got really sick. And so I kind of took over, which kind of be my habit sometimes. (laughs) Um, And their regional service director at the time, his name was Bobby Lee Smith. He said, how come you know so much about Boys and Girls Club and, and this board and this organization? What do you do and what is your role here? And I said, well, I'm actually just an intern and I'm helping fill in for the executive director while she's out. Mm-hmm. And um, we were doing what's called a standards of organizational assessment. And so um, I was trying to help facilitate that. Mm-hmm. And so from there, he actually said, I have a position that you might be interested in. And so it just went from there. 
So, so you kind of stumbled into this. I did. But you were studying education, so like, well, so you've always had a passion for kids or education, or always had a passion for kids. Um, for me, um, I wanted to be able to teach people how to do things the right way and mm-hmm. have the kind of love and relationship that my parents um, had with me, and to be supportive of me yeah. because a lot of uh, friends in college they didn't have that same kind of relationship. And then um, watching the younger kids at the club. They didn't have that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wanted to make a difference and to be able to show young people that there was a chance that was different from what you see every day. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to live this way. You don't have to just exist like this. Mm -hmm. And so um, I always like to learn. And so I guess I just kind of push that on other people too. Yeah. So what brought you to Jackson then? Um, the position opened up here, and again, my regional service director said, Sabrina, I think that you would really like this area, and I would, I think that you could you know, make a difference mm-hmm. here and take on this challenge, because mm-hmm. it was going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, okay, well, I'll come and I'll check it out. And I did. So I was hired here in March of 2003, mm-hmm. and um, it was a rough time for the club. But um, through the leadership, uh, Ms. Charlene Mercer was president of the board at the time, and Chris Allison was the vice chair at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we weathered that storm, and everything came out just fine. So the club continued to grow, and we continued to do positive things. So it was, it was definitely different, but it was a good time for me. Um, I had come from a smaller club in Homer, Louisiana, After I left Natchitoches, I went to Homer, Louisiana, H-O-M-E-R, not H-O-U-M-A. H-O-U-M-A is down south, but they sound almost identical and people can't get it together. So uh, this Homer is up by Shreveport. And uh, we had expanded um, from a one-club organization to a two-club organization at the time. And then Bobby just recognized that I was going to continue to strive and grow and build, and so he just felt like, my talents would be useful somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when he brought me to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is history. And the rest is basically history. Yeah. Um, what do you really like? Like, what do you love about your job? I love the challenge um, of trying to make a difference in the life of a child mm-hmm. and trying to show them things differently to help them mm-hmm. understand that it may be this way today, but it doesn't last always. And it's up to you mm-hmm. to help change the course of your life. Mm-hmm. And it may be going very well, but it may be something out there that you just want to reach up and grab, take a hold of. And I think that our young people are very resilient. So no matter what they're going through, they can overcome it. You know, And, and I say that because I have foster kids, I have regular kids, it, just, it doesn't matter. You know, a kid is a kid, but you want them to be able to be a kid. Mm -hmm. You don't want them to have to take care of their brother or sister while they're at the club. You want them to be able to enjoy their time as a youth Mm -hmm. and not have to act like an adult. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people um, see the club as just for poor kids, Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily the case. It's about creating hope and creating opportunity. Yes, there are a lot of disadvantaged kids there Mm -hmm. that may not have a two-parent household, that may not have any money, so they might be economically disadvantaged. They might not have a computer. Uh, Those are the type of things that we talk about. 
Um, but we give those kids those chances there at the club yeah. to engage with people and to put all those things aside. Where society labels our kids, we don't have to. Mm-hmm. We take them as they come. Yeah. So I want to create that type of environment. And it's always a challenge because you always have different personalities and different mm-hmm. attitudes and different circumstances. And for the club, um, people don't always see it as a learning environment or um, a social environment they might just see it as a place to play and that's not it yeah it's just not it we encompass so many things so it's a challenge for me but i love it and it's not the same every day it's something different every day well with a bunch of kids i can see that be the case so you but you came here what is it just the job or what else did you find that you loved about jackson um jackson was a thriving city um it was different because where I was coming from, we didn't have a mall. <laughs> we really didn't. Walmart was our mall. Yeah. I know that's sad to say, but it was. And, you know, I was like, oh, this would be different. This would be nice. Um, so there was lots of restaurants to eat. I do eat out a lot. Um, I do love to cook, though, but um, there was a lot of different things here. And culturally speaking, it was going to give me an opportunity to learn a lot about Tennessee that I didn't know. I have an auntie that lives in Memphis, and we would come up here and visit for Easter, but we really didn't come here to Jackson. We would pass through going to Nashville if there was a family reunion, but it was a nice area. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't married, didn't have any kids, so it was wide open for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Sabrina, let's, let's take a break and come back and talk about the Boys and Girls Club and getting some, like, what is it? What does a day in the life of a Boys and Girls Club look like, which I imagine is fairly chaotic, but maybe you can give us a pretty good picture. So so uh, we'll be back after the break so, break. so between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is our Jackson home. Jackson home this week we're joined by Sabrina Anderson she's the executive director for the Jackson Madison County Boys and Girls Club but which also includes Haywood County yes sir um so so Sabrina for those of us that don't know that much about the Boys and Girls Club uh what is a day in the life of a Boys and Girls Club participant okay I'll tell you this first our mission Mm -hmm. is to inspire and enable all young people especially those that need us most to reach their full potential as productive, caring, and responsible citizens. And with that, we are going to bring our kids into the club and we're going to provide a safe and fun environment for them to learn in. Mm -hmm. And people don't think about the Boys and Girls Club as a learning environment, but we do. Mm -hmm. So uh, when they walk in the door, they're going to give the membership clerk their member number. And that gives me... They're coming after school. They're coming after school. What about during the summer? And during the summer, they are in there from 7.30 to 5 30 all day yeah. long okay so they come in after school or in the morning for the summer correct and they're going to give the clerk their membership number and then um, we have what's called the at-risk food program and that's provided through southwest human resource agency mm-hmm. out of henderson um, and we can feed them a hot meal so it's it's really 
a blessing for those kids because if you remember when you got out of school you were starving mm-hmm. it was time to eat yeah so um, we have a menu that's posted on the wall and our young people get to have a hot meal every day mm-hmm. um, after they eat then they go into what's called power hour which is a homework help and tutorial type program and so um, if they have homework they can work on that and they can work on it with an adult or they can work independently um, after that, then they break off into other areas. And depending upon the age group, it determines where they're going. Mm-hmm. So like the sixth grade and up may go to the gym next and have activities there. Or they may go into the art room, which of course, arts and crafts, um, they can do anything from perler beads and designs to journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had artists in to paint and teach young people how to paint Mm -hmm. we've had uh, photographers come in and teach them about photography Mm -hmm. um, and participate in a program that we call image makers Um, there are so many different things that you can do and I call it trying to meet the need of the child you meet them where they are you might have a child that's an academic so they're going to want to read more we used to call them nerds, and that is not politically correct, <laughs> but I call them an academic it's now. It's cool to be a nerd. <laughs> it is cool to be a nerd. <laughs> but um, they can read uh, books. They can help other kids with their homework, mm-hmm. uh, particularly the younger kids. It may be with flashcards. It may be with um, the computer, um, something that they don't know how to do that can be helped with. How early? We start at age six. Okay. So if they're in kindergarten, if they're in kindergarten, they can come. So um, I always say six because it's always a slippery slope with people. Uh If they're five and they're not in kindergarten, they still want to come. It doesn't work that way. So we go all the way from age six to 18, unless they're in kindergarten. And we want people to know that we are not a babysitting service, Mm -hmm. that we want to provide a quality environment for young people to be in. Gotcha. Um, And a lot of people don't realize that we have several different grants that help us. Um, So we ask people to continue to support um, the learning environment for after school. We have a 21st century grant that helps support our Isaac Lane site. And it's uh, mostly STEM education, science, technology, engineering, and math. And that school in particular is K through third grade now, for those that don't know. So we want to encourage our young men and our young women to be in those science and math Absolutely. classes and realize that it's it's fun stuff and it's going to require a little bit more learning and um, a little bit more dedication than what they might want to give sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, union students actually come uh, and do different chemistry type um, experiments with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a physical fitness instructor that comes in and works with them because our kids don't get as much PE time either. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're trying to do things differently for our young kids. Um, our Allenton Heights and Lincoln Court site are under the Jackson Housing Authority Community Development Block Grant funding. And so obviously there's never enough funding for, for what you need, but we operate those two sites after school as well. And they're open from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And um, Allenton Heights is right there by Madison Academic at 164 right across the street, mm-hmm, right? at 164 Allen Avenue. So it's in their community center. Um, and those there's about 25 or 30 kids there. Mm-hmm. And at Isaac Lane, I didn't mention, there's usually about 50, 51 kids there every day. And then you come to Lincoln Courts, 
which is at 266 Roosevelt Parkway. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're on F.E. Wright and you turn on Roosevelt Parkway, it's right there at the fire station by that subway. So uh, go down to the end of the street. There's roughly 60 kids there wow. a day. And that's not a big building. It's not a big building. Um, we did have an opportunity to expand it um, two years ago, I think it was now. Time is flying by. Yeah. But uh, we expanded it to a three-room building where it was a two-room building. Mm-hmm. So we were able to make a whole different learning center, mm-hmm. which we have our books and our desk, to make it a little bit more private and easier to learn um, because it wasn't conducive with the kids' Uh, trying to do homework in the games room with the pool table and the yeah. foosball table just doesn't work very yeah, just well. Just a few distractions. Yeah, just a little bit. And uh, the computer lab, they didn't want them doing homework in there because then they were taking up the space at the computers. And so you don't have enough space to do everything that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And they're even going to, um, they're building in the, a garden right now. So they have it all uh, tilled up and they've planted seeds. And that's going to be something good for them because we always talk about eating healthy and Mm -hmm. um, how you need to exercise and what things are conducive for your diet to be nutritious and um, not to fall into the pattern that your parents have, maybe with the diabetes Mm -hmm. or the high blood pressure. Um, You just want to be healthier. Yeah. Um, So that's Lincoln Course, Allenton Heights, Isaac Lane. Then our East Unit is at 832 Lexington, and that's our traditional site. It's across from Kellogg's, so most people see that, and they can recognize that one. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I say traditional, that means it has a full-service capability with a gym and whatnot to where Lincoln and Allenton don't have that. And then um, our Haywood site is at 127 North Grand Avenue in Brownsville, and they get what's called the LEAP grant. That's lottery education after school program money. So when people don't pick up their uh, lottery winnings, guess what happens? Goes in a pot, and then it goes to the Department of Education. Interesting. Okay. So I like it when people play the lottery, not from a Christian standpoint, (laughs) but I like it especially when they don't pick up their money. So uh, it's a lot, but it's good. Um, And one good initiative that we have um, there is our partnership with the school system, and we're going to... do Haywood Reads, um, and it'll be where the young kids can come in and they can focus on reading for the summer, and there'll be four teachers there plus four uh, teacher aides. So that's a blessing mm-hmm. in and of itself because you know that the kids are learning. And during the summer, we focus on what's called summer brain gain. So instead of the summer learning loss, mm-hmm. we're trying to keep our kids engaged. Yeah, you know? we, uh, we, we have a foster child right now, and uh, she ended school last Thursday. And so Friday morning when she came out for breakfast, there was a worksheet on her her, (laughs) her seat, and she was not happy about it. And I I said, well, you're smart, and we want to keep this going. So (laughs) I bet there was a look of dismay on her face. There was, and I told her, yeah, you're going to get to do this all summer. She was not just super thrilled about that. Well, and that's something that they just don't realize. If Mm -hmm. you don't use it, you will lose it. Mm -hmm. And um, the work today based on when we were kids growing up and looking at the kids' homework today, it's not the same. The methods of teaching are not the same. And how they learn is even a bit different from how we learn things. And Mm -hmm. so um, we want to keep them engaged. We want to make sure that they're learning the right way. Mm -hmm. So... So how many kids in total then are you looking at every day? Typically, we serve between 250 and 300 kids a day. 
That's and awesome. It, it's really not bad. Um, last year, I think our numbers were a little bit higher, but I've been having some issues with my tracking system and us inputting the data. We weren't able to keep um, all of the sites on the server at the same time. Um, and so that caused us mm-hmm. to lose a little data where I might have more kids. I just can't prove it. Yeah. If that makes sense. What kind of, do you guys have mentors or things like that in the clubs? We do have some mentors that come in the club. Um, we have the volunteers that have to go through a screening and background check first. Um, I don't know how most people operate, but Boys and Girls Club is very diligent about trying mm-hmm. to make sure safety constraints are followed. And um, they'll have to do a background check and they have to do drug tests if they're coming to do things with us. If they're spending less than 15 hours, no, you don't have to. But if you're going to spend more time with our kids, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, let's let's take a break and talk about uh, come back and talk about some success stories you've seen and what some of the challenges that you guys face are. So, so from our front porch to yours, this is our Jackson. With Sabrina Anderson, she's the executive director of the Jackson Madison County and Haywood County Boys and Girls Clubs. Um, I keep at, I feel like I'm making it longer each time, but uh, I'm sure that's how you feel like it just keeps keeps growing uh, all the time. Sabrina, you've got um, a target population that has a lot of challenges. What are your biggest challenges to running the running the clubs? For me. It's funding and not having enough space Mm -hmm. and trying to maintain facilities while keeping prices low for parents. Um, A lot of people don't realize, but our Allenton Heights and our Lincoln Courts kid don't pay anything Mm -hmm. to come all year long. And that's a blessing for their families. Um, And I want to be able to keep fees low because here again, the only way that you can help young people is to make sure that they they can reach the services that they need mm-hmm. um, because sometimes parents don't prioritize things well and mm-hmm. whether it's because they don't know how or that's just not what they choose um, we don't want them to lose out coming to the club yeah so um, I say funding in the aspect of we have to raise more money to be able to serve more kids and provide better services and quality staff and for the staff to be trained and um, to have all those things that the kids love to do at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and people don't realize background checks and drug tests cost money. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a service that they think is glamorous to pay for, but it's stuff you have to have. Yeah. Um, and in order to run a pickup service at the schools, those things cost money. And the buses, I mean, it's $1,200 to get my bus fixed for a fuel line and mess I just I think it's crazy but I understand that the repair people have to get paid and then they have to test things and they have to figure out how to make it work so um, there's always cost associated with business mm-hmm. and um, people just don't see that with us they think it's just more of a place to play than mm-hmm. than a learning environment so for me um, funding can be an issue I have more kids that want to come to the club but I don't necessarily have all the space to serve them and all the money that I would like to have. Mm-hmm. Um, our board works diligently to raise money, and we've done better. Mm-hmm. And really, we're doing well. You yeah. Know? Like how many? Like how many do you think 
our kids, how many kids do you think right now that you could serve that you're not serving? Well, I get calls all the time for us to come and pick up at different schools. Mm -hmm. So I could probably serve easily 100, 150 more kids um, if we had the capacity Mm -hmm. and the wherewithal funding to be able to do it. Um, Our building is pretty full for our most of our sites. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you're going to have um, 125 kids at our main site a day mm-hmm. on average. And like last month, the highest was 144 in attendance one day. So it fluctuates. And that's something else people don't realize. Kids come because they want to come to the club. Yeah. They're not forced to come to the club. They're not mandated by law to come to the club. Um, and we accept each child on their own merit. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we could take more kids if we had more space and we had more money. And I think that um, capital campaigns are great. I just don't know that we can do one right now. Yeah. Um, so if people want to donate and they want to help and they want to make that specific, mm-hmm. hey, it's fine by me. If people want to volunteer their time and come and help fix things at the club and provide some resources for that, that's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, We only own the one building at 832 Lexington, but we also have equipment that we buy. I mean, foosball tables are $350. Just think about it. Mm -hmm. And you might have 100 kids playing on that one foosball table every day. It's going to wear out. Mm -hmm. You know, there's 180 days in that school year. So we want to make sure that um, our equipment is safe. Yeah. And that it's still usable for our kids. Absolutely. And, you know, what uh, What are the outcomes? What's the success story of what you're looking at for these kids? For me, academically speaking, always stands out. And it's something that, that people uh, like to tout. But our kids, they can improve their grades by being at the club. Mm-hmm. And one, you have to go to school in order to come to the club. Okay. That's that's a primary. And the other kids will tell you quick, fast, and in a hurry, well, Johnny didn't come to school today, Miss Breen, and we need, he needs to go home. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's that kind of thing. Um, and it's not bad for them to tell that, but it's good for us to know mm-hmm. because they do need to go to school. Yeah. Um, so the grades being changed, being able to read. Um, we've had young people struggling with reading and not knowing, but we've had staff that have taken time, you know, and it took more one-on-one than what we had, mm-hmm. you know, to help the child come to a better level to be proficient in reading. Yeah. And we are a supplement to the school system. We are going to help them help our kids. And I think people don't, don't look at that either. But we are, and we try our very level best to be supportive and to help them because when a child succeeds at school, they feel better about themselves and they feel more confident. Mm -hmm. And when they know how to do something, they're more apt and excited to go to school. You know, if I've got my homework completed, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. If I don't, I really don't want to go in there and tell that teacher I don't have my homework, and I don't want to get a bad grade. Absolutely. So, you know, in, in that aspect, I see that. And then taking our young people and providing an, another place for them to be. I say a kid that's never been to Nashville, that never been outside of Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, for us to take them um, to some environment, they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know it was like this. And we took 12 kids to Cleveland, Tennessee, to the Coe Retreat Center. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the last weekend in April. They had zip lines, they had swings, they had the mud pit, mm-hmm. they had the truss walk, um, they had, uh, what was it? I'm, I'm thinking they had a bonfire. And these are things my kids have never done. Yeah. Paintball. <laughs> and they had a blast, you know, and they went to cabins. They'd never slept in cabins. Mm-hmm. Cabins had bathrooms, thank God. <laughs> Inside, you yeah. know. So it wasn't like they were really roughing it, mm-hmm. but it was something that was a new experience for them. And for them to go have fun, not be in trouble, and be with, you know, 200 other teens, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And to learn that there are other kids that are just like them that are trying to do better and be better young people. You know, yeah. um, and I, I consider that a success because it's hard to get kids away and out of town and spend time mm-hmm. um, with people that they don't know. Yeah. You know, um, my regular kids, I say regular, meaning they come to school and come to the Boys and Girls Club, they have more opportunities than most other kids, whether it's meeting famous people or whether it's going on trips. Or whether it's spending time with a caring adult. Yeah. You know, somebody that's not yelling and screaming at them and telling them all kinds of things. Um, it's hard to step away from the peer pressure of the gangs. Um, it's it's tough being a kid. Mm-hmm. And we want the kids just to be a kid. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we want to focus on giving them those positive things to think about and to strive for. So... I, I consider my babies coming to the club a success, mm-hmm. and and then they're going forward trying to be the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. Just me. Yeah. Well, wait. What's coming up for the Boys and Girls Club? Really, um, summer is coming up, so it's going to be hard and heavy. We're going to have a lot of different field trips that they're going to take, mm-hmm. as well as focusing on summer brain game, um, which we'll do mostly reading components for that. Um, with those field trips, we have the City of Jackson Wellness Shootout, the Summer Olympics. Um, we have Super Splash Day at the Generals Park. Um, we're going to have Health Rocks that we do in conjunction with the Health Department, um, where uh, we have vendors come out and the kids get to go to each of those vendors to learn something, whether it's about hygiene for your hand washing or brushing your teeth. Um, the Fire Department will be there, JPD will be there, Home Depot will be there. Um, so it's going to be a, a fun day for them, and then we'll have races and relays and activities outside. Lord willing, it doesn't rain. Yeah, uh, It's rained the last three years, but I don't want it to rain this year. And then we'll have a talent show, and they have to do what's called a healthy, uh, a healthy habits type talent show. So it has to be completely focused on health, which is very interesting. Yeah, And we have people from the community that will come in and judge the event. If anybody wants to be a judge, um, just let me know. Give yeah. me a call, 731-422-2008, Sabrina Anderson. Well, so that you know that leads us into a great topic. Like, how can someone get involved if they want to be involved? Then they can fill out a volunteer application if you want to make it um, for more than 15 hours. Um, and they can come and they can talk to me, Sabrina Anderson or Elijah Shelton. He's my administrative assistant. And they can come and they can tour the clubs and they can see... Um, what would be the best fit for them? Because sometimes people say, well, I'm really not good with kids. What can I do? You know, and I say, well, guess what? I've got special events I can put you on the list Mm -hmm. to help with. Or there's administrative things that we need help with. 
It might be shredding a whole pile of documents even, you know. But we have lots of things that people can do if they're willing and have the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just a matter of sitting down and getting to know them, you know, um, and seeing where their needs are because we have so many different locations. There's lots lots to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sabrina, I just want to thank you for um, helping to make Jackson a better place and choosing to call it home. Thank you very much. Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Co. To find out more about The Co., visit the website at www.atthecoe.com. To find out more about Jackson and to read more about how amazing Jackson is, visit rjacksonhome.com.